previously on The Group Project. Essie, Rasmus, Morwena, Emily. It's 8 o'clock on a Monday night. For some reason, the doorway to the women's side of the restroom, as you open the men's room door, when you glance up from your desk, you notice the doorway to your office, one of the doorways to the small private offices, is black. And I'll lock in. I'm gonna pop in. The third weapon is an iron sword, so I'm gonna pull that off the wall and I'm gonna go through the door. I leave the cart where it is and I just run in. You uh, come into the apartment. It's a modest little place. You'd probably like a two bedroom kind of setup. Seems kind of like an old lady's house. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna split the party and go to the elevator. I want to cast a spell to uh, like observe a different time. Emily, you feel a tingling. I think someone died here. All the lights in the apartment flicker. You hear a door down the hallway slam. I want to cast a spell or something to help me try and divide. Hi, Marsha. Good squeaking. But you do notice in one of the freezer bins, there's a whole bunch of little white packages with colorful labels on them. I'm going to start picking them up and reading the labels out loud. I'm going to start running down the (laughs) hall and opening doors. The door blows backwards. You see the cracks spread. But it's almost like as soon as it spreads in, all of a sudden there is just a jolt that slams the pieces of the door back into the door frame. As you walk up to the tank, there is a little sticker name tag, and it reads, Tukfei. And you have solved my old lady ghost snake puzzle. (laughs) Oh man, all right. So how do we start something like this? I would like to ask, it's a Monday night, it's about 7.30. 7.30. Who's in the library right now? Marwena is always in the library. It's pretty much default always in library. <laughs> okay. Based on last Monday I was working, I'm going to assume that this Monday I'm also working. Alright. So, Emily. Yes? While you're walking down one of the hallways, you happen to notice something weird about the door to conference room B. It's black. Completely and utterly black. I look at it and go, again? I look around, or there, there's nobody near me in the library or anything? Nope. No, it's pretty empty this time of night. Perfect. Assuming Marwena isn't just looming behind you somewhere. No, I'm in my office. That's pretty much what I'm going to do. I'm going to just, with whatever books I've got in my hands, I'm going to head up to Marwena's office. As you do. Yep. I knock... Uh, is your door closed? Probably during business hours, it's just left open because you'd be coming to me with requests and such. So, I mean, my head would still be down. So knocking's probably a good idea. <laughs> I knock, but enter. Like I knock, knock, and I walk in. Hello, Emily. Morwenna, there's another one of those black doors at conference room B. Oh. It's, I, I don't really know how we should handle this. Nobody's in the library right now. So like, I I wasn't too worried about it, but we should probably check it out. Well, yeah, it's after close. So if you want, we can go through. Would we want to get a hold of your Dorito friend? Essie, of course. All right, I'll send Rasmus a message. 
Okay, I pull up my phone and text Essie. Another one of those black doors at the library. I use the unspoken word of the undead. No, I just, I just also send Rasmus a text. <laughs> I'm old, but I know what cell phones are. Essie, Rasmus, is there any reason you wouldn't come see what's going on? No, but Essie would send a message back asking if she wants any ice cream because Essie was in the process of getting ice cream. <laughs> so she's going to be like, okay, but I'm at the gas station. Do you want an ice cream? The real hero of the story. I always have the snacks. Absolutely. I go, do they have anything chocolate? Marina, do you want ice cream? If that Dorito devil brings ice cream into my library, I swear to God. I immediately text Essie, keep it hidden. I, I send back a thumbs up and a winky face. <laughs> and I grab her one of those uh, chocolate chip cookie. No, just a normal ice cream sandwich. I grab two. I grab three ice cream sandwiches because I think Rasmus might want one. Two. No, wait. Three. No, wait. No, wait. <laughs> two and a half. No, wait. I've checked the freezer. There's those sandwiches and those Reese's cup things. I'm getting two Reese's cups, one sandwich. <laughs> and a slush puppy. Oh, do they have slushies? She would see the slushy machine go, oh, slush. Think of Morena. No, I won't get a slushy. And just gets the ice cream sandwiches. I won't get a slushy. I'll get seven slushies. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be six sessions in, and this convenience store is going to have more lore behind it than anything else in the friggin' world. I mean, I'm into it. What's wrong with that? Convenience store needs a name now. <laughs> yes. What's we, we do establish things as we go. Essie, what is your convenience store of choice named? I think Essie just calls it the skate store because it's right next to the skate park. Fair enough. Rasmus, what are you up to, my son? Because Rasmus got drawn here, he doesn't live in town. So he's just been awkwardly kind of looming around uh, the vicinity of the library since he got drawn here for a purpose. So just waiting for the end of days to approach and try to usher it along. Oh, okay. So does everybody, uh, everybody gets in okay, I guess? Yeah. I go lock the doors to the library and I just kind of wait for Essie and Rasmus to show up to make sure no hooligans I got scolded last time. No hooligans have a chance of coming in. Those teenagers set up a switch tournament, if that's what you called it, playing the fork knife in my lobby. All right. So you find the four of you standing in a hallway in front of conference room B. The doorway is completely black. What do you do? Essie is wiping the remnants of chocolate from her mouth. Is that chocolate in my library? Uh, not anymore. I'm going to throw my ice cream oh, sandwich through the blackness. <laughs> <laughs> Essie goes, what the? If you didn't want it, I would have eaten it. I'm sure we'll find it on the other side. Yeah. It sails through the door, but you don't hear it hit anything. And of course, you don't see it once it crosses the threshold. I just look at everybody and go, uh, so who's first? Essie sticks her hand up. Rasmus walks through the door. Rasmus, as you pass through the door, it's much like the last time you went through one of those doors. It just seems to, you don't really feel a sense of movement. And of course, it seems almost instantaneous, like walking through one room to another. The blackness doesn't seem to have any depth. You find yourself standing in a darkened factory 
It's clean. You would guess probably some sort of food production. You seem to have stepped out of the doorway of a janitor's closet. You can see a bunch of stainless steel equipment, but the lights are off. It's dark. You don't hear anything going on, and it's a little chilly. What do you do? I'll just pop my head back through the darkness to be like, it's fine. Come on. (laughs) As he does that, I immediately walk through the door. Oh, hold on. Just before. When you stick your head into the doorway, it's black. Ugh. These one-way dimensional doors. It's still there. But, like, do I get to be on the other side? Just sticking your head in, it's just black. Okay, well, then I'll, I'll fully go through just to see if I can get through the back. And when you walk through, it's like walking one room to another, like there's no depth at all. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's just a factory. And then I'll just kind of swap back through the other side. And I follow. Yeah, Essie will follow. If I can get back to the library now, I also follow with my big old swart. I do have my bag, so I do have my little knife on me. But that's that's it. And a book. There's a book in there. Essie does not have her skateboard. All right. You find yourselves standing in a darkened factory. What do you do? Like, it's like no lights on at all, right? It's not pitch black. There's sort of like, well, it's not emergency lighting, but it's like not all the lights are on. It's just enough light that you can see what's going on. I take out my phone and I turn on the flashlight mode. Just kind of look around a little bit more. Are you looking for anything in particular? Mostly, I'm probably just looking around so that I don't like bump into anything. But I'm kind of trying to, again, use my senses to kind of see if there's anything going on, because that's my only experience with this kind of door, is that something like that was happening. Right. I'm going to pick up the ice cream sandwich and give it back to Essie. Also, I immediately take out my ice cream sandwich and eat it. Essie eats Rasmus's ice cream sandwich and, like, glares at him. Marwena glares at everyone. That's how Marwena do. (laughs) So I guess with the illumination of the flashlight, we haven't seen anything mystical, magical, right? I'm going to see if I can sort of, I guess, use magic to see if I can detect anything magical. Or would that be, dang it, what's it? Investigate a mystery? Yes, that one. Would it be that one, maybe? Yeah, I think that's more of an investigate type roll. Okay, so that is plus sharp. Ha! I rolled a four. <laughs> okay, that's a failure. Luckily on investigate, I don't think anything bad happens. No. But you do mark experience because you failed. Yay! So you don't notice anything in particular. Empty factory, let's go home. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Can I do that thing that Essie does where I just stumble across something important? That's a move. Yeah, it's called oops. <laughs> it's just one of my moves. And how does it work? If you want to stumble across something important, tell the keeper. You will find something important and useful, but not necessarily related to your immediate problems. Okay. And you don't roll for that. You just get it, huh? I. It just happens. It just... I find something. It's my favorite move and Sean's least favorite. I'm going to keep that in mind. And I'm going to give you guys a chance to walk around a little bit. So, does anybody else want to make any moves? Is there? Are there any windows? No, not in this particular area. You seem to be on the production floor. There aren't really any windows. I suppose you could look around a little more, see what else you can figure out. I think Rasmus is just going to go for a bit of a walk, but as he is, he's just going to start absentmindedly talking to himself. Is he talking about anything in particular? Just telling stories. I gotcha. Marwena. Yes. You've got Rasmus wandering off. Essie and seems to be kind of looking around the area a little bit. What are you doing? 
I guess she might start looking around because the last time it was ghosts. She might start looking around, seeing if she can find anything that looks sort of magical in nature. Maybe somebody drew a symbol somewhere on the ground or something looks weird or it's moving. Just also sort of walking around, checking shit out. I think Essie will kind of start meandering around a little bit because, you know, that's she just walks into shit. So she's going to shit like if there's Rasmus is going in one direction and Marwen is going in another direction, Essie will go in like a direction between them or opposite them, like just kind of like spread out. All right. As you're walking over, you come up as you're watching Rasmus walk away, you actually bump into a stack of empty cardboard boxes and they fall over. When that happens, you think you might actually hear something down the other end of the factory. Who put these boxes here? Do I hear the boxes fall over? Oh, absolutely. Everybody notices it. I lightly run over towards Essie. Are you okay? Yeah, I just walked into some boxes, but um, I think I heard something. Maybe it was an echo. Maybe it was a monster. I don't know how these things work still. Um, she, like, finds a little bit of chocolate on her finger and licks it off. <laughs> I'm going to head towards the noise she indicated. Avex. I help Essie up, and then I think I start trying to catch up to Morwena. Essie's going to look through the cardboard boxes. Just make sure, like, see if there's anything in them. It was a stack of, like, collapsed boxes stacked inside of other boxes. It's, it's like packing material. You would assume you're towards the end of the line. You do notice that the boxes are all labeled, and they say, Mayor of Sugartown. Mayor spelled M-A-Y-E-R. And you recognize that as the local candy factory. Essie is instantly hyped. <laughs> <laughs> and she stands up. We are in the candy factory where, oh, ho, 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 they make the best gumdrops. And, oh, guys, guys. Oh, God. And she looks around and sees no one is paying attention. Marwena has stopped, looked around, and is now very visibly upset. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a door slam open down the other end of the factory. Well, now we're getting arrested. Hello? Oh, shit. Hello, is someone back there? I turn off the light on my phone. Hello? Oh, no. I, uh, who, hold on. As he hides behind the boxes. I'm going to circle around the outside of the line away from the ladies and keep talking. I'm just going to tuck my sword into something. It is. <laughs> Maybe put it in the stack of boxes. I don't know. Just. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be standing in an empty warehouse with a knife. <laughs> I think a knife is an understatement. <laughs> you see uh, an older man walking towards you. Fairly rotund, probably average height. You'd guess probably mid-50s or so coming up to you. Um, ex excuse me, could, what are you doing in here? Did you know that in Denmark, we used to have sugar plantations all over the world? And so I'm just going to start talking to him about the history of Danish sugar colonies. Because of my soothability, it's going to make him just immediately calm down. He can't really have any negative emotions while I'm talking to him. Oh, that's, that's very interesting. We, uh, well, I make, I make made candy here. I make candy here. I'm, uh, I'm Henry. Henry Mayer. Oh, I'm Rasmus. 
It's a pleasure to meet you, Rasmus. Yeah, you too. You're a very interesting fellow. Yeah, I've been told that before. But, um, that make. I hope you don't mind my asking, what are, what are you doing in my factory? Well, you know, we came through a dark, black, magical door, and we assume something horrifyingly evil is happening on the other side. You notice him stiffen up a little bit? I was probably going to help it along, honestly. Uh, dark magical door? <laughs> Marina kind of turns. <laughs> I, su- I sweat. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm hoping it's, you know, related to the end of days, but... Y- yes, oh, well, it's, um, okay. Well, I guess if you're here to d- help, I suppose... Oh. Can I... Would you like a coffee or something? Oh, yeah, I'd love coffee. Oh, okay. Moana, do you want coffee? Uh, uh, yes, of course. <clears throat> more way. Are there more people here, too? He he hasn't really... He's been kind of focused on you this whole time. Essie is behind the boxes. Now, would Essie know... Is Henry Mayer, like, a famous name in the... Mayor of Sugartown confectionery world? Like, would SCB have be a little starstruck right now? Because she's like, oh my god, it's Henry Mayer and he makes my favorite candy? You're pretty into candy. I mean, yeah. He's not Willy Wonka. Like, he's a dude that owns a candy factory. But yeah, like, you know who this guy is. He's the owner of the factory you're standing in. And you remember that it actually shut down very recently, like two weeks ago. Some sort of bankruptcy, financial troubles. Oh no! Essie's really sad now. You would have known that ahead of time, I suppose. <laughs> yes, she's still hiding behind the boxes, being like a little like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's him! It's him!" What the f- and like, very quietly, like muttering to herself and trying to like, just like having a moment. Marwain is just gonna wave one handed very awkwardly. Well, uh. Yeah, he- hello. That's nice to meet you. Um, I'm with him. Yeah, maybe we could head out to the office. I'll get you that. We'll get you some coffee. And he starts going out back the way he came. I'm going to keep walking with him and keep talking to him. I guess Marina will also go with him. And then I'm just going to look back at Emily and Essie and just be like, look around i guess and i kind of just give her a thumbs up all right sure so they're wandering off to the office emily what do you do do i notice like any kind of like hallways or anything pathways that are in a different direction than they headed off in oh yeah it kind of spreads out you're towards the end of the line right here so from here we go through to like bulk packaging you know like onto pallets and big spinning things to wrap them up with plastic and then it would be down a bunch of different hallways and stuff to go to the warehouse and all that so i guess i'm gonna head in that direction i'm gonna well first i'm gonna like wave over essie essie like pops up from behind the boxes ready to introduce herself to henry Mayer, and she goes hi mr he is gone yeah cool i just like finger in front of the lips shh, like the library shh Essie immediately obeys the library shush. You find yourself very shushed. It is powerful. I have taught you well. Essie nods and follows Emily. So if you're looking around, I guess you'd be towards the warehouse area now. This would be investigate a mystery. You rolled four. Five. Five, which is still a failure. So mark experience. 
Essie. Emily is casting about a little bit, looking around the warehouse. So while you're wandering through the warehouse, I mean, this is kind of obvious, a lot of the shelves are empty. You can see where they'd normally be stacked up, pallets and pallets full of candy, and there's really not a whole lot. You know, there's some pallets on the ground, there's some empty boxes. You know, you see a couple wrapped up on the shelves, like there's still some stock, but it's definitely not full. It's like 10% maybe. What do you do? Essie is hardcore ogling to see if she likes any of the candy that's left over. You do find... What is what is your favorite candy? I think if she likes Doritos, then when she decides to go for something sweet instead of salty, she goes for, like, real sweet. So, like, gumdrops, lollipops. There's the, the Mayor Special, which is just, like, a big old licorice snake. She loves that one. There is... About a half pallet's worth of those licorice snakes, Mayor Special. Oh, Essie, like, sees it and makes note of it to ask Henry about it later. Essie, like, does that thing where she, like, stares at it as she walks past and, like, reaches out but doesn't touch it. As she reaches out, I grab her hand and just kind of tug her along. I'll miss you. Colby. You were always the one. (laughs) I don't know. I, I guess Essie will help. Emily look around, but I guess, well, no, helping is something I would do before she rolled, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You could also roll as well. Yeah, I guess you, I'm not very sharp, but, you know, I can try. It's okay. Neither is anyone else so far. Okay. Um, yeah, Essie will try looking around as she's going through. Can uh, can Sean roll plus shade? <laughs> oh, look at that. It's a 12. <laughs> Oof. So you got a 5 plus whatever your sharp would be, which is, I, th- I assume, 0. Yeah. So that's Mark experience. All right, we're going to go back to Henry, Rasmus, and Marwena. He's poured you a couple cups of coffee, just in styrofoam cups. Um, I don't have any cream. Uh, still some sugar, though, if that's what you take. I'll take mine black. No, I can't stand the stuff. Uh, oh, he, he seems a little downcast. I'll take some sugar, thank you. And he reaches under the little stand that the coffee maker's sitting on and pulls out an almost empty 50-pound bag of sugar. That's just like the top has been ripped off of it, just ripped down, so there's probably only about a pound of sugar left in it. But it's right down there. That's what he's got. It's got a little spoon sitting in it. Marwena does that awkward smile that grows where like the lips kind of twitch and the eyes don't really match it. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I don't have anything a little fancier, you know, kind of use what you've got, right? <laughs> yes. So you, uh, you're shutting down, I hear? Uh, yeah, well, hopefully it's only a temporary thing. Uh, just a little um, fluidity issue. You know, once once we get things sorted out, we should be okay. Well, if you're having fluidity issues, you probably need to raise the heat. Sugar is always more liquid at higher temperature. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Um, but uh, the the heat is expensive. Um, I'm I'm sure once I get this sorted out, everything will everything will be smoother then. So, what sort of giant evil entity did you summon? I'm assuming that you've summoned. Something large and evil and possibly made of sugar. Morwena, why don't you give me a plus sharp? Oh, 11. Before we reveal what she uses her holds on, 
I would also instead of investigating, I would like to just read a bad situation to try and get a handle on him. So I'll roll that at the same time. Sure. Because she's the one investigating, but I just okay, that's a fail. Just want to sit there quietly with your hands in your lap, drinking your coffee. It's good coffee. It really isn't. It's been sitting on the burner for a while, you would guess. Slow slurp. <laughs> coffee good. So, Moreno, with a total of 11, you get to ask me two questions. And your questions are, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I'm going to go with what is being concealed here. I would say what's being concealed, or specifically what Henry is concealing, is the reason that his company is going under, that it's gone bankrupt. He clearly seems guilty of something. The lack of capital in his company is his fault, or at least he feels guilt for it. And that's what he is concealing. Uh, I feel like the only thing I can get from the current situation is what happened here. Because there's not really a monster for me to be like, what the fuck? So what happened here, again, the information that you can get from Henry is that he is not causing the problem. He is also caught in it. He is, I guess, a victim, you could say. He is in over his head. Times are looking a little tough, friend. It's uh, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. Yes, I uh, <laughs> uh, can't quite um, well afford security staff as you, well, you're here as I guess noticed. So it's left me to keep watch of things. So when I get back on my feet, I've. Still got a factory to come back to. Back on your feet? Yeah, we're we're going through some capital issues. Henry, do you owe money to people? Well, yes. I've, uh, I owe my suppliers, for one. I mean, if you don't have sugar, you can't make candy. Do you owe money to dangerous people? No, it's it's not like that. I'm not it's it's not like I'm in with the mob or something. It's just um Do you owe candy to a large demigod that enjoys ingesting sugar? Well Wayne, I told you I don't like sugar. Well He looks at you like you've got two friggin' heads. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Um what? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, librarian humor. <clears throat> um, okay. Well, I uh, I appreciate you visiting. Can I can I call you a cab? Would you if you wouldn't mind showing me how you got in? I'd I'd like to make sure the doors are locked. Uh We came through a janitor's closet. Okay. He really doesn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> It's all right. Don't worry about the cab. I'm just going to have a look around. Oh, well, it's it's still a food production facility. I, I can't just have people wandering around. It's it's not sanitary. I washed my hands. It's all good. Uh, no, really, I... Rasmus just walks away. You can come along if you please, and then uh, make sure no one does anything important. Rasmus, I think I want you to roll a manipulate. Oh, okay, sure. So that's uh, plus charm, which is going to go great. 
Yeah, to basically convince him to knock anyone, unless you want to physically, like, <laughs> wow, we're just really great tonight. <laughs> That's a two. Charm is not Rasmus's strong suit, so. No. Neither is Verbueno. Why did we go with the man? We should have said someone better. Essie has, like, plus two charm. Good God, we should have sent the Dorito Gremlin. <laughs> I'm also psychic and can read his mind. No, I like this. I like that we went where we're bad. Yep. It's better. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. If, if you're... I can't just have you wandering around my factory. He's going to the phone right now. Rasmus, we, maybe we should take that cab and then come back the daytime hours. Look, I can call you a cab, or I can call the police. Now, please, just look. Just if you just go, and we don't need to have any trouble, please. I've, I've, got, I've got enough on my plate as it is. He's rubbing his temples and just... Let me just... I dropped something in the warehouse before we came in because you startled me. I'm just going to go grab that, and then we will take our cab and can leave. You, no, just, just wait here. I'll go get it. Just please. There's... If, if an inspector found out there were people just wandering around the factory, I could have everything just taken, and they'd shut me down, and I'd, I'd never get this running again. Can I use magic to put him to sleep? <laughs> yes, I mean... Like, I think we talked about it last time, that magic is just a thing people do. So, yes. <laughs> I'm going to try and make him fall asleep. Oh, fuck. Uh, what is that plus? Uh... That's weird. <laughs> All right, right, that's Marwina. Come on. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> six. So mixed, I think, is six. Uh, nope. Seven is a mixed success. Oh, no! Nothing happens. So when I yell sleep as I try to make him go to sleep and I see it doesn't work, I'm going to start screaming in my mind to Emily to grab Essie and my sword and get out. <laughs> Freeze frame. Emily, your telepathy is weird. And I'm not sure, is that like an active sonar or something? Is it directional? Yeah. So basically the description for telepathy is you can read people's thoughts and put words in their mind. This can allow you to investigate a mystery or read a bad situation without needing to actually talk. You can also manipulate someone without speaking. You still roll moves as normal, except people will not expect the weirdness of your mental communication. Okay. Specifically because this is Morwena, this is your surly boss. And also teacher. Yeah, you recognize the feeling in the back of your head. It feels like a severe bun. <laughs> <laughs> That is how it manifests, and that is... That's so good. That is Morwena. She wants you to do something. <laughs> you don't know what it is, but by God, she wants it done yesterday. Can I ask a quick question? Shoot. Since Essie's a sh sugar fiend Dorito gremlin, <laughs> and she knew that the factory went bankrupt, would she have seen the article on her Facebook feed I feel like that's something that would have crossed her path. So does Essie know the official statement of why the mayor of Sugartown Candy Factory closed down? It was bankruptcy. They couldn't afford to keep running. They just said bankruptcy, no weird shenanigans. Yeah, because getting into specific 
tax code stuff is boring and doesn't get clicked. Blah, blah, blah. I skimmed past that. Yeah, basically. You skipped right to the part where it said places were selling up really quick because there were people who wanted to hoard it so they could sell it for a profit because it's kind of a big local thing. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was a whole side adventure. Yeah, that was Essie's quest from the mayor's special. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering if she might have had some additional insight to offer. These two things are going to happen simultaneously. So, Emily... You get the Morwena poll very clearly. What do you do? Just a question to maybe tie it into my hunches. Sure. Role. Yes, absolutely. Let's give it a roll. Seven. Okay. Uh, a hunch with a seven. So you get there a little late. When I get that feeling, I probably know like Morwena is basically giving me the get out sort of feeling. Yep. She's so you've got the grab the sword and get out. I'm still holding on to Essie, and I kind of just, like, start tugging her back towards the black door. Gotcha. Essie, you're going along with that? Yeah, but she looks longingly at the mayor's special when she walks back past it. <laughs> but then she follows. So we're back with Rasmus and Morwena. Henry is now quite agitated, and he is just asking you to leave. Rasmus, with you in the doorway, he happens to see past you. And he sees Emily and Essie as they grab the sword and run through the door. Whoa, no, who is this? And he pushes past you out into the factory. Do I see him come out into the warehouse, like, before I pass through the door? Or am I through the door by the time he's out? You're gone. Okay, cool. There's your can't prevent catastrophe is that he did see you. And then he saw you go around the corner there, and now he's gone looking. While he goes looking, I'm going to gesture to Erasmus that we should run out the front. <laughs> he's stomping down the factory. Or, well, not stomping, but he's hustling down. I hate running away from an adventure. Well, if we get back to my library, I might be able to start investigating and figuring out what kind of things might have happened to his... If we just talk to him, he might just tell us. He's fucked anyway. I'm pretty sure we're at the point where if we keep talking to him, he's gonna beat us up or call the cops. And I'm a Crippled old lady. <laughs> he comes walking back up. Where? <sighs> he ran around the corner. Henry, I know you're angry. <sighs> it's... it's fine. The point is, you're in trouble. We came because something is screwed up. Yes. What is the problem? Maybe we can help you fix it. I just can't afford enough supplies. That's it. I can't buy more ingredients to make candy so I can't run my factory. That's the problem. So we had a supernatural portal open up to your factory because you're broke? <laughs> a super... I didn't open a portal. There are no portals in here. It's just... It's just me. All alone in here. So I'm just... I'm a little confused. If you can't buy enough ingredients to continue to make products to sell, that means you sold out of the products you had, which means you should not be bankrupt, according to that business book I read very quickly. It was very boring and not very interesting. We buy things on credit to get the ingredients. We sell things the same way. Money coming in and money going out. It's... Ugh. I hire accountants for this. Did you perhaps hire very bad demon-possessed captains? <laughs> what do you want? Well, I'll level with you, Henry. I am not an economist. But there are a lot of problems I can deal with if it's not money-related. I don't think you can help me. It's just me. Is it ghost-related? 
He just looks at you. Okay. No. So we've covered demigods, demons, ghosts. Is it fairy related? I think we wasted our time here, Momina. All right. <laughs> Bye, Henry. Uh, okay. Well, fine. Bye. And he just kind of slumps down in his chair. You're heading out the front? Yeah, or back to the janitor closet, whatever is quicker. You know what? I'll give you the closet. He's tired and just wants you to leave and doesn't even notice which way you go. You're out of the room. He doesn't care. When I get back to the library, I pretty much immediately head to the computers and start searching up the entire history of the Mare Candy Factory. Any newspaper articles, anything that would be in the public record, basically, that the library would have access to. Yeah. As he will help her do that. Marwena and Rasmus, on your way back to the door, you see someone standing in front of it, and they look confused as all hell. Excuse me. Jesus fuck. Hi. Shush. You see a young woman. She's black. Her hair's cut fairly short. She's in a well-worn winter coat. And she practically jumps through the roof when you speak to her. <sighs> Holy fuck. You might want to leave. The owner's a little pissed off that we're even here. You don't. Where did you even come from? Um, okay. Now, I'm not even going to attempt it, because I fucking can't. She has some sort of Spanish accent, or a Latinx accent. You know, Morwina, this time I swear to God it wasn't my fault that he was mad. I tried everything. Uh, where did you... Were you up in the office talking to the big guy? Yes. We had coffee. He's not that big. Okay. Well, that's... Nice. You just, like, walked up to him? Well, he walked up to us, more so. We were... Yeah, technically. We were caught unawares. Okay. Well, do you guys work here? Yes. I work everywhere. I'm a, an accountant. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll just be fucking accountants. Why not? <laughs> so am I. She sticks out her hand. I'm Martine. Can I uh can I read a bad situation here? Sure. I feel like this is a fucking <laughs> shit show. Maybe a bit. A nine. Hey, that's like an actual role we can do stuff with. Uh so you hold one. Your options are what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? I'll be honest. I hadn't looked at the questions first. Can I change that to an investigative mystery since it's the same skill? Yeah, sure. I guess you're not really in a bad situation at this point. Just a slightly awkward one. I want to figure out what this girl's deal is. So what can it do, I suppose? <laughs> what can it do? Well, I mean, you know, she can speak Spanish and English. I suppose as far as concealed goes, I mean, because that's probably the one that applies the most is that she doesn't belong here. She doesn't work here. She's not supposed to be in here. I wouldn't say she's exactly hiding that, but that's probably the important information. Uh, so you're um, not going to turn me into him, are you? I feel like that would go worse for us in the long run, so no. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, um... Are you living here? I'm hanging out. 
Do you live in the janitor's closet by any chance? No, but do you know what the hell's going on with this door? The lights aren't on in the room, and um, I can't feel the switch on the other side. Rasmus is a mechanic to here to, to um. To, yeah, that's my door. I left the keys in it. Oh. Mm, yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So, what do you know about <laughs> this place? Have you noticed? Uh, when did you move in? And it's lovely. I know uh, it's very homey. I love what you've done with the place. I didn't. Uh, okay, now come on. I didn't move in. I just I wander around a little bit. Found one of the back doors here was unlocked. You know, and I figured shut down candy factory. That'd be a neat place to kind of poke around a bit. You know, I know someone who you would love. I'm gonna go and grab Essie. So you just walk through the door because she's just right through the other door. So. In all this time, you noticed anything demonic or ghostly or fairy-like? I mean, no, the, I've been kind of hanging out since yesterday. I'd see the big guy walk around. He'd be throwing big bags of sugar everywhere, but... So wait, he has, like, lots of sugar? Or, or just, like, you know... Like... I don't know. I've seen him go by a couple of times. I don't stick around too much when he's here. He's on the floor. I find a place to get scarce. I got a pretty good thing going right here. I don't want to screw it up right yet. No, that makes sense. Where does he throw the sugar to? Well, I don't know. I see him drag it out of... He seems to just kind of go from one place to another. He walks through the factory. He doesn't seem to do anything with it. Have you ever seen him leave the factory? Yeah, he's gone out. So... I think he might sleep here. Poor guy probably doesn't have anywhere else to go. I suppose. So he said he just drags large bags of sugar back and forth across the factory floor he moves it like he's he's grabbed boxes of candy i just figured he'd grab him out of the warehouse brings him up to his office and just sits up there and chows down what else he got so from what i remember of the office there's not empty boxes of candy in the office right there was just the like half empty bag of sugar and a shitty coffee machine yeah because he doesn't have a sugar dish where so all from the warehouse the sugar the candy all of it well i mean he seems to be cleaning up there was some bags of sugar out here in the production aisle. I try not to get in his way. I wait till he opens up boxes before I take anything out of him so he doesn't notice. Could you show me where the sugar is? Yeah, probably. Sweet. Just before you go, Rasmus, you've gone to get Essie? Yeah, I pop back through the door to get the girls. So you guys are coming back? Yeah, did we gather any additional information or like weird happenstance about the factory in our fervent glory? Like a unexpected closure. I was leaning more towards newspaper articles of anything. New products, anything that mentioned just collecting information. What you did get is it did seem kind of sudden. Like there really hasn't been any sort of lead up. It's not like they were on hard times or anything. Business seemed okay until just recently. You saw some folks theorize that they just overextended themselves in the lead up to Christmas. And they just, they put out too much. And it couldn't sell it all. They owed too much. And now it's shut down while they try and figure out who owns what and who is owed what. Okay, so yeah, it just sounds like it did happen very, very out of nowhere. And there was nothing like built over an ancient burial ground. No, it was a sudden closure. It was unexpected. But being a private like, it's, it's not publicly traded or anything. It's a privately owned factory. There weren't shareholders or anything suing. And it's just a company that hit kind of a hard spot and owed a little too much. 
No, if Rasmus pops through and is like, tells us to go, then Essie will go. Hey girls, come back. It's totally unsafe. We're going to have a good time tonight, though. I shove a couple of the notes in my bag. Anything that might have been the most interesting, even if it all kind of wasn't very interesting, and catch up. Essie will follow. So when you come back out, Martine is rightfully confused, because she's pretty sure that's a closet that the three of you just came out of. Rasmus didn't tell us anything about a new person, so I just look at her kind of like, where'd she come from? Probably the same look she's giving us. Yeah, she's she's plenty confused. Um, You don't need telepathy to tell that, that's for sure. As he's gonna, like, look at Martine, I look at everyone, and just go, cleaning crew, counting supplies. All right. You wanted to see, like, their sugar? Yeah, the the sugar he's been moving around. Okay. Well, I, I think the storage of all their ingredients and stuff is down this way. She starts walking kind of the opposite direction from the warehouse. If you imagine the whole place is kind of a rectangle, like a tall rectangle. So the office space is up in the top left corner. You guys came in the bottom left corner. The warehouse is kind of in the bottom right. And then she's leading you up towards the top right. While we're going that way, I kind of lean into Marwan and go, who's this? Um, she's, um... She kind of spins around, keeps walking backwards, sticks her hand out and says, Martine Villaverde. I take her hand lightly and just, Emily Darling Grace? She shakes your hand vigorously. Nice to meet you, Emily. And she spins right back around and just keeps on walking. Pleasure. Martine? Yeah? What are you doing here? Hanging out? What are you doing here? Cleaning? Right? The cleaning crew, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure. She has seen through our ruse. As you get down to that end of the factory, she brings you up to where we're going to tell the the top of the building. It's just to a big roll-up door, and then there is a person-sized door right next to it. No windows or anything in these. And she just kind of turns around and looks at Essie. So you got some keys or something? We can open this up? Um, I <laughs> left my keys. I must have left my keys in the door of the storage room. No, Rasmus's keys are there. Forgot to lock up. Yeah, I did say I left the keys in it. Oh, you left your keys in the door. I must have dropped my keys. Emily, do you have your keys? I look over at Essie. She knows. (laughs) You don't have to pretend. (laughs) Essie is fully dedicated to this. I'm going to take out my thunder key and open the door. The big hammer, (laughs) right? That's what you mean? But yeah, okay. Well, to be fair, it's like a framing hammer, but yes. Rasmus, when you pull out your thunder hammer, Martine is not at all comfortable, immediately steps back, and you hear the click of a knife that you now notice in her right hand. She's holding it down. She's not pointing it at you. She's like, okay, I'm going to need you to just chill out. What do you think you're doing with that? You're not a door, and the door is closed. Okay. (laughs) Should I even ask where you were keeping that? I would rather you didn't. All right. Fair. I'm going to try the knob first, just in case it does open. It is locked. I'm going to give it just a quick poppity dop with the thunder hammer. Breach and enter style, where just the handle pops out. Give me an act under pressure. That is plus cool. Damn it. Six. So you go to line it up, and yeah, you don't think that you can really pop it just right. It doesn't seem to line up in your head. Guess we'll put it away. So I vanish the hammer. Does it just, like, disappear from your hand? Yeah. 
since he's already pulled out those, I'm going to try and magically unlock the door. I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> I'm a, I'm secretly a, a, a thief. And then I go and try to open the door. It's plus weird for magic, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Twelve. Some added benefit. Marwanus Louder opens a door. <laughs> I look back at her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count it. As the door swings. <laughs> you do it with such confidence and so smoothly that it actually doesn't even freak Martine out. She thinks that is rad as fuck. What spell did you cast, and how did you cast it? Just for flavor. I feel like Marina would have gone up and just sort of touched the knob and then turned it as if it was unlocked. And so that the spell she would have done would have been the kind of spells you would use to open hidden doors or to move mechanisms in a trap so you don't set them off. So she sort of like moved the tumblers inside the thing and just turned the door handle and opened it up. So just kind of like a, almost just a really precise kind of telekinesis. Yeah, like it's not necessarily just for unlocking doors, but like it's for opening things. So you could open traps, open chests, open doors, kind of the open sesame of, of magic. Actually, literally the open sesame. So when you open that door, you are immediately, I don't want to say hit, it's not violent, but there is hot air comes out of the room. Hot, sticky burnt sugar smelling air it's just uncomfortable it's kind of humid i turn around and look at rasmus and say i thought he said he couldn't afford to heat the place i told him you need to heat it up to make it liquid I, i'm going to start heading into the room i guess to see what's in there you're in the raw ingredients storage dry storage specifically so i mean it's not like refrigerated so this would be all your the raw stuff sugar flour you know, the stuff that you can just kind of safely keep at room temperature. The shelves here are also fairly close to empty. And you do see, at the far end of the room, a giant black mass. Ew. It is a large, bulbous thing with a rough, almost pebbly kind of texture to it. It basically looks like a giant black cauldron. Stands about 10 feet tall and probably a little wider than that in diameter on three big, almost kind of like elephant feet. And it's all black and you can see acrid smoke coming out the top of it. So it's a burnt sugar lump with legs? Yeah, it's a texture of like burnt sugar. Essie's going to follow the crew like three steps into the room. And when she sees this, she's going to turn to Martine and just go, you might just want to not be here. Uh, yeah. You, we got some real bad cleanup to do. It's going to be... Yeah, no, you're just, you're just going to want to go. Otherwise, you're going to get real wrapped up in stuff, and then there'll be statements, and yeah, you're just going to want to... Yeah. It's a sticky situation. I don't think I have gloves in your size. She's already going out the door, and she's just... She's gone. Bye, Martine. Goodbye, Martine. It was a pleasure to meet you. I would like to start really reaching out on my spiritual level to see if there's any sort of spirity type feelings coming from the burnt candy monster thing. Now, is that your telepathic investigative mystery? Yeah, that would be the sight investigative mystery, which is sharp. Nice. Twelve. So you get to hold two. What sort of creature is it? This, from the research you've done before, is... I guess the closest approximation would be demon. I asked him if he had demon problems. Why don't people ever answer me? 
My next question would be, what can it do? Because it doesn't seem to be moving or anything. It can ensnare. With that information, everybody, we should probably be very careful. We don't want to get tied up into this demon. I think a sticky situation. A very sticky situation. (laughs) It still works when you reuse the joke. It's good. That's good. Good job, Emily. No, but I'm serious. You don't. You don't want to get stuck in that. I have an ability called preparedness. So it's when I need something unusual or rare. I thought I might be able to use that to get some sort of. If we know it's a demon, get some sort of holy item in order to attack it with. Assuming something with range, so I don't actually have to touch it. Maybe like holy water or something, like a holy water and a squirt gun. Uh, so I'm going to try that. So it's plus sharp. Seven. So that would be on a seven to nine. I have it, but not here. It will take some time to get it. So I'm assuming it would be in the library. You have a super soaker in your library. I'm assuming it is very well locked up. In my office. Originally, it was confiscated. Yeah, it was confiscated from one of those teenagers who came in to play the Yu-Gi-Ohs. Yeah, I just filled it with holy water thinking, oh, well, I guess there is a use for these things. So you've got it, but it would take you some time to get it. So I'm going to bounce that off of the rest. So if it's a demon, I do have holy water conveniently contained in a projectile. I could go back to the library and retrieve it. But it would take me some time. Are you certain you want to deal with this alone? Or do you want me to stay here and try other magics? Now, Moretta, I mean, if you gave me the key, I could always (laughs) go and get it for you. I would do that for you. I will give you the item when I return, but you are never going in my office. I mean, I I would sacrifice that... For you. For the greater good. Is what you always tell me with these things. Is this a manipulate? Please roll for a manipulate. It wasn't the intention, but now that you said it, it totally could be. If you're trying to convince her. I mean, yes. Sure. Plus charm? Yep. I have an eight. Which manipulates someone. There's a rule for that. On another hunter, they mark experience. If they do what you ask. Do you want that sweet, sweet experience point? Do not leave any ice cream in the office. Do not touch anything with your Cheeto fingers. It is in the bottom drawer. If you squirt anything with the gun before I get back, I will kill you. And then I hand her the keys to the office. Do not touch anything but the gun. As he smiles, goes, yes, and runs off. (laughs) I look at Emily. I swear, if she touches anything with the Cheeto fingers, you're fired. It's okay. She just wanted to look at the snake. I forgot the snake was in her office. Pumpkinhead is doing very well. Guys, all I'm saying is we don't even know if the demon's evil. Going by my research, it tends to be that way. (laughs) That's just bad marketing. (laughs) Well... Have a conversation while we wait for Essie. <laughs> Hello, Toffee Man. It does not seem to respond to you. Uh, I'm going to take a couple of steps towards it, still keeping a bit of a berth. <laughs> Hello, Toffee Man. What do you want? You can hear a bit of gurgling. I am going to use some magic. One of the effects that magic lets you do is communicate with something that you do not share a language with. I'm assuming I don't speak toffee. No, probably not. 
So I'm going to try and communicate with. So I'm going to, uh, you know, make make a little hand cone over my ear and then another one over my mouth. Like I'm talking to an old timey telephone and then put some power through that and then try again. You rolled a nine. I did. Hey, that's a thing. Uh, Nine is there's a glitch. I draw immediate unwelcome attention. Now, since you don't speak toffee. You don't exactly share a language. It's more in feelings that the communication will take place. And you feel an immediate, powerful draw. Come to me now. No, thank you. I don't have a sweet tooth. The gurgling picks up its pace, and you can actually see little sputters coming out the top. And just then, Henry busts in through the door. Hi, Henry. You told me you didn't have demons, Henry. Come on now. He is clearly not listening. His eyes have kind of glazed over, and he is holding a chair. Oh, I get it. He was calling Henry, not me. So Henry has come in. He is holding a wooden chair up above his head and seems to be coming into the room with malicious intent. What do you do? I would like to use my hunches again to see how prepared I am for... A middle-aged man with a wooden chair? Yep, so let's just roll my sharp... Wow, a 12. Okay. As he's coming in, I grab the door and shut it in front of him before he makes it in. You close you close in his face, you catch him off guard, and he kind of stumbles back and actually falls. The gurgling of the cauldron, I guess for lack of a better term, has now picked up, and it actually seems to be moving a bit. Rasmus, from where you're standing, you can see, and it's not cast iron, it's fleshy it's almost like the whole cauldron is made out of caramelized sugar or something kind of it's almost like it's a licorice cauldron yeah kind of like that and it's all fucking pebbly and textured and stuff and and the cauldron takes a step towards you what do you do i think it's a gluttony demon that seems like a safe bet essie you have grabbed the super soaker and made it back just as you come through you see henry get hit in the face with the door he falls down and drops the chair. So, Essie, what do you do? Does he look knocked out, or does he just look like, oh, I got hit by a door? No, he just fell. And he's about to get back up. I mean, he's going to be a little slow getting up. Not that you can tell, but he is currently under sort of a compulsion and also like 50-something. You know, you don't just bounce right back. But you can see him starting to get back up again, kind of leaning on the fallen chair to get up. But I can't tell that he's under any compulsion yet, can I? Because I never saw that. No, you don't know that. I'm going to immediately rush over to him, obviously, he's my hero, and help him up. And then try and sit him in the chair. When you get over to him, he kind of, as he's getting up, swipes at you with one arm, just haphazardly. Quick question. Is it like a two-handed super soaker, or is it like a pistol? That's up to Marwena. It's probably just a pistol, because if they were kids playing Yu-Gi-Oh, they probably didn't have enough room in their pockets. Okay, because if it was a pistol, she would have kept it in her hand and helped them up. But if it was a two-hander, she would have put it down. But she's still got it in her hand when she helps them up. Anyway. Yeah, so when you get over, he kind of waves one arm, and then using the arm that he's leaning on the chair, he kind of swings the chair around at you. Just fucking rolls right over on the ground because that was the thing holding him up. He's just throwing swings. Oh, I avoid him. I avoid getting hit. I like step back, but he's between me and the door, right? He is. 
and he is trying to get up. I'm going to pocket the super soaker and I'm going to pull out my nunchucks because I have those. If she didn't have them before, she would have grabbed them at the library. They're the foamy ones, though. They're like, they're not like real, real nunchucks. The ones that aren't effective weapons. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, they still hurt. They still hurt if you hit yourself (laughs) in the head. And she's going to try and like bat his hands away with the nunchucks to like avoid getting hit. Um, Mr. Mayor, I need to get... Has this made it up to a kick some ass? Yeah, that's definitely a kick some ass. So roll plus tough. Oh, I'm... Guys, I'm so tough. All right, got a nine. (laughs) So you inflict harm on each other. So he's going to take another swing at you with the chair, and he's going to sweep your legs with it, and in doing so, knocks you over. You take one harm. And you likewise kind of collapse onto him and crack him in the head. And he bounces off the edge of the chair as he's tumbling around. Do I have enough time to get up and get to the door now? Your relative positions are maintained. So you are still on your feet. He is still on the ground. And you both take one harm. Right. But he's still between me and the door. Yes. (sighs) You have not succeeded in moving him or killing him. I'm just going to take a semi-defensive stance i'm just gonna be like stare down and i'm just gonna go uh guys i got the super soaker but there's a crazy old man blocking the door which is not closed i don't want to hurt the old man also he hurt me someone open the door she's just like yelling out (laughs) marwena and emily you are close enough to the door that you can hear something going on out there also Essie, you can hear Martine. She's running towards you. I gently open the door to kind of peek out while bracing myself as I in case. What you see is just as you crack open the door, Henry is getting back up to his feet and Martine has now come up and she's put an arm across Essie and she's got her knife up towards Henry. Oh, like her arm is blocking in front of me? Yeah. Fucking, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Uh, I thought you were leaving. Well, I thought so too. Then you started kicking an old man. What the hell is going on? I wasn't kicking him. I was hitting him with nunchucks. There's a difference. (laughs) It doesn't make any more sense. Do I see Emily through the door? Yes. Do I think I can throw the super soaker at her? You can give me an act under pressure. Sure. I'm kind of cool. Is that plus cool? Yes. You skateboard, you must have cool. Oh, no. You apparently have no cool. No cool. Mark experience. So you toss it, but you are just completely off the mark. It kind of skitters off and it's laying in front of the roll-up door. In that case, seeing it go completely the wrong direction, Essie's just going to start doing the helicopter Leaning away from Martine to not hit Martine, you're going to just start like swigging the nunchucks in a flashy way, but in a not a harmful way to be like, hey, look at me. Don't look at the girl behind you. But not actually saying that, but just like swinging the nunchucks to look like a threat. So you're trying to distract him? Yes. Again, leaning away from Martine. Okay. Roll manipulate. That's plus charm. Haha, I am better at that one. Ha-ha! An 11! All right. They'll do it for the reason you gave them. So you want him to look at you because you have nunchucks. So he (laughs) looks at you because you have nunchucks. Because I look threatening. You have distracted Henry for the nonce. 
Yeah, and I'm just going to start slowly, like, walking backwards so that he's going to go away from the door so that Emily can get the soaker. All right, so he's got the chair almost like a lion tamer because he thinks he's actually, well, as much as he can really think right now, he's backing you up. He's got you under control. So Henry is distracted. Martine is just, yeah, she's really not sure what to make of that whole situation. Emily, what do you do? So what I would like to do is as cautiously as I can open the door and just like skinny my way through it and make my way towards the water gun. There's nothing in your way right now. You can do that. Okay. I do that there and I retrieve the water gun. And on my way back into the room, I kind of look at Essie and I try to do the thumbs up thing, but like kind of wiggle it up and down being like, you okay? <laughs> so you've grabbed the super soaker. Morwena. So right now, Emily is on her way to get the super soaker. Essie is distracting Henry. What do you do? Did I notice that Henry's lion taming out there and seems possessed or whatever? You can't see him right oh, now. Never mind about that. And you said the demon's like moving towards us, right? Yes. It's slow. It's taking steps, but it's not really moving all that far because it can really only move one leg at a time. Because it's got three legs. But it is moving and the bubbling and like spitting and hissing is increasing. So he's moving towards Rasmus and he's getting pissed. What else fights demons? You could roll Investigate a Mystery. So that's plus sharp. Eleven. Eleven. All right. So you get to hold two. So you get what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? Well, probably don't need that one. What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Well, I think I want to know how to hurt it. Well, it's a big old pile of sugar, so the answer is a water. I should point out, it is a big old pile of sugar. What was it going to do, I guess? Like, what's its ultimate goal? What's it doing here kind of thing? Its goal, its motivation, if you will, is to infest, control, and devour. So with that information, I'm going to start glancing around and seeing if there's any large water sources in here. Like something, I don't know if they have any, because um, I mean, if you're making candy at least with i'm trying to think of any candies that you necessarily would use water directly for but i don't know maybe he's got like a washing station or something in a lot of industrial applications aside from regular old fire suppression you would also have hoses for cleaning for like spraying down the equipment and cleaning the floors and stuff those would be fairly common are there any of those in the room i'm not sure if that would necessarily be in the warehouse but there would be on the factory floor nearby Okay, well, Morwena's not really one for physically fighting things, so can I open the roller door, the big one? Sure. All right, I'm going to hit the button to open the roller door and then go start trying to find hoses to spray them down with. That starts to rumble upwards. Oh, I'm getting water! When I see that rumble upwards, I turn towards the door to see what's going on with that. We need water! Basically, as it goes up, I know what room it's going through, so I'm going to ready the water pistol. You see Morwena coming out towards you. And Rasmus, you are currently standing in front of the large cauldron of living molten sugar. Anything you want to do there? Well, I'm happy to keep its focus on me, because of all of us, I feel like I'm going to be the least fucked up by that if it happens. So I was casting the communicate spell. I still assume I have control over that magic correct yeah it hasn't been long so you've still got some open channels with it i'm gonna start insulting it and walking backwards because it, it's relatively slow 
So I'm just going to start insulting it and walking back out through the roller doors to try and like drag it out of the area it's in into a better area. So it does follow after you. It's going maybe a foot with each step because like it'll step forward with its front foot and then the left foot will step, then the right foot will step, and then the front one and it. So it's not making a whole lot of progress coming after you. You can see the bubbling and spitting is getting worse now. It is following you, and you are getting... Again, we're going to go with feelings here more than anything. It is hungry. It is demanding food. It seems less concerned with the fact that you are insulting it. You are insulting it just by not giving it food. The fact that you exist and are not feeding it is an insult. I'm just going to keep him dragging him back down to like the, uh, well, it's probably not a great idea to lead him to the factory floor, but that's where I'm going. Closer for me to spray him down. Well, that's also where all the candy is. Essie, so you've dragged Henry off a little ways, but he straightens up a little bit and the chair dips and you can see him turn around and he starts walking back towards the room. What do you do? Um, <laughs> Essie's going to... Does she say her own name when she does stuff? Essie! I'm just picturing... <laughs> I'm picturing him, like, sitting there swinging the nunchucks, and then he just drops the chair, turns around and walk away, and she's mid-swing, it just sort of like, flops down uselessly, and then she drops her arms like, what? Yeah, no, exactly. She's like, I... Uh... Heads up! The old guy's coming back! She yelled the heads up to, like, the rest of the crew, so that they can know that Henry is walking back towards them. And she's going to try and get in his way and be like, hey, uh, wanna not? Literally just like stand in front of him and try and block his path. If you're going to try and physically stop him, then that's kick some ass. Uh, yeah, okay. If you are going to physically impose your will. Yeah, she's gonna try. She doesn't know what else to do, but she figures it's a bad idea for him to go back to the crew. Oh, man. A six. Great. What happens here is you try to get in front of him to stop him, and you were reticent to actually, you know, swing on the guy. So he, instead of inflicting harm on you, has now grabbed you. He just takes you in a big friggin' bear hug, and he is carrying you back walking you back towards the cauldron. Can I see this? Yeah, as you come out the door, you can see this now, if you would like to react to that. Yeah, I'd like to use protect someone. Rasmus, how are things? I failed. I think he now helps. Now we're both hugging you. Yeah. So, as you're coming over to, I'm assuming, trying to free her, I was going to try and, like, choke him out from the back. Okay. So what's going to happen is he actually swings around and lets Essie loose just enough to basically hit you with her. And you both take one harm. Well, I don't take one harm because I have armor. But I take a harm? Essie, are you armor piercing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, not that I know of. So yeah, he swings around, does damage to Essie, and is now still moving back towards the cauldron. Emily, you haven't done anything for a little while. You want to get in on some of this? Yeah, as soon as I see the cauldron, I start squirting it with the water gun. I think that's still a kick some ass. Whew, considering I have a minus one, I'm very happy with that seven. (laughs) So you're both going to inflict harm on each other. 
And because you're using water, you do inflict harm. So what happens is when you hit it with the squirt gun, you actually seem to punch one tiny little hole right through the side of it, and it flinches a little bit from it. But also, a squirt of hot molten sugar squirts out and actually hits you in the arm, dealing one harm. And then it kind of like oozes a bit. I assume it burns. Yeah. Not that bad, but it's bad. It sucks. Probably ruined my sweater. Yep. And you see from the hole, some more kind of oozes out and then darkens and burns. And it kind of seals up again. And I kind of very jealously look at it and look at my arm and go, my sweater's not going to do that. But I do kind of step back from it because that hurts. You're keeping your distance? Yes. Morwena, you have found a hose. Turn that son of a bitch on and running back to start spraying him down. Actually, if there's... Is it just the one hose on the wall or are there multiples? This is the only one that's nearby. There would be this one hose that's, I don't know, 40 or 50 feet long. And then there'd be another hose maybe 100 feet away. That would be another 50 feet so you can... Okay. And do I happen to see anywhere like a fire alarm to pull and start spraying the sprinkler system? I don't want to do that because I don't want to wreck all his shit while I'm at this. But if that comes to that, I want to know where it is for later. I'm not sure how the fire alarm system would work in this instance. Because I think hitting the alarm might just be an alarm, and the sprinklers themselves would only be activated if they got hot enough. Well, then I'll keep that in mind. I might be able to use magic to try and get one hot enough to turn them all on. But in that case, I'm going to grab my hose, turn on full blast, and start running back, holding it in front of me, so that as soon as it can, it'll touch him with water. You've got cold water going everywhere, and you can make a kick-some-ass roll. (gasps) Oh, no! Oh, no! Morena, no! Did you do a bad? (laughs) She rolled a three! Morena, as you're coming up on the beast, you try to bring the hose to bear. You actually slip in the puddle of water that is preceding you. (laughs) And you hit the ground hard, take one harm, and you are currently on the ground and prone. Essie, you're not in a great place right now. No, he's still holding me, isn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're getting awfully close to that cauldron. Is he holding... Oh, no, he'd be holding me from the front because I was in front of him. Yeah, he's kind of got your... So it's like chest and nose to nose. I think he's a little bigger than you are. Unless, are you really tall? I thought you were a smaller person. She's smaller. I figured he would be basically a head taller than you. And he's got your arms pinned against him. And then he's basically leaned back a little bit so your legs aren't touching. Also, you're a little loopy because you've taken a good couple of hits in the last few minutes. Yeah, like I'd like to attack back, but I'm scared that if I roll poorly, I'm going to start dying. I'm going to see if there's a thing that helps me, but I don't. Can I just attack him in the meantime? Yeah, if you want to take a swing at him. So I'm attacking him and I'm not certain I want to murder him. I'm unclear as to the damage that'll be caused if I hit him with thunder. It would not be good. I'm assuming it's going to be Quentin Tarantino-esque. So that was your roll was a nine? Yes. It's like, if I hit him with my thunder hammer, that's like harm three, stun, holy. So I think I'm going to hit him with my thunder hammer because he's a problem. Yep. No, he definitely is. I'm going to specifically aim for like his legs if I can, just because then we'll really incapacitate him. I don't think he has the ability to really defend himself here because he's currently restraining Essie. So when you hit him for three harm and stun, he's going to drop her. 
and I don't really have a way to do harm back to you, but you've got armor anyway, so there's not really a whole lot he can do to actually cause damage to you regardless. So he takes three, which I'm pretty sure puts him in a fucking coma. Because he ain't dead, but there ain't a whole lot of him left. So I'd say he's probably out of the fight for the foreseeable future. Essie is scrambling away from that direction that they were headed, crawling on all fours. On the plus side, you're not covered in toffee inside of a demon. (laughs) On the negative side, no more candy. So if I'm scrambling away, do I see Morwena with the hose? You see Morwena on the ground next to a hose. She is very damp because, of course, the hose is still on and actually probably whipping around a good bit. I wanted to help her, but it seems like I'll have to do it. But I want it to be help her so I can use my move. Okay, so she's got to be doing a thing and then you need to do a help roll. Well, it's called the power of heart. And when fighting a monster, if you help someone, don't roll plus cool. You automatically help as though you'd rolled a 10. Ah, nice. So can I, like, help her up and then help her to regain control of the hose? Sure. I'll give you that, Marwena. You take plus one forward. Okay. So I guess I'm going to try and get him with the hose again. Does that kick some ass again? or? And I'll, like, stand behind her to help control it and everything. Yeah. So that makes it eight. No, it's a seven because I already added the forward to it. Still a win. And that hose of cold water just tears a chunk, basically blows one of the legs off. And the whole thing clunks down to one side. And in doing so, a slosh of hot sugar that also splashes on you and you take two harm. Yowza. It's big. So I am almost dying. But you got a good hit in there. And you can see the sugar sap stuff that spilled over the side is now kind of pouring down where the leg was and is slowly lifting the cauldron back up. But you've stopped it from moving. It's not going anywhere right now. So let's go to Emily. I'm a little bit afraid to squirt it again, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start making my way over towards Essie and Marwena, but also like... On my way, I'm going to, like, take another shot with the gun at the creature. So that's kick some ass again, right? Sure is. Oh, no. That's not a good roll. It's a three. You shoot wide, and as you're running, you fall victim to the same wet floor that has felled so many of your friends. (laughs) You slip, completely miss the shot, and just land. You just, you eat shit real hard and take one hard. I'm going to make a mental note to talk to Morwena about, like, shoe policy at work. You're also concerned about being prepared with your super soakers of holy water and not as concerned with CSA-approved footwear. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Rasmus. I'm going to just rain down the thunder hammer into this fucking demon. I'm sick of it. I want to aim the goo so it doesn't hit the ladies, though. Sure. Hit it on the other side. Yeah, like hitting it towards a wall that's away from them. Gotcha. Uh, All right. Punch some stuff. That's good. Seven, so you trade harm. So I have uh, three harm stun. Holy, which I don't know if that does anything. Probably not. No, I don't think so. Not in this case. So when you come in and hit it in the side, 
the same basic thing is going to happen. You're going to tear a chunk out of it. And then you've noticed it's kind of responded in kind. So when Emily squirted it, it squirted back. When Marwena hosed it down, it hosed back. Basically, it sloshed over. So out of the tear actually comes almost a tendril of hot sugar and deals three harm across you. And you notice on the far side, the leg that Morwena took out that has been slowly kind of pouring down the side to reform, the flow actually stops for a moment after you hit it. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. I think we're back around Morwena. All right. So I got to figure out a way to squirt water at it without getting hit by the reactionary stuff. Um, is there any like shelving or cover around that I could duck behind before I squirt them again? Yeah, there's some factory machinery nearby. You might be able to uh, get some cover. Not entirely sure how cover mechanics work, but I'll give you some. Okay, so I'm going to duck behind some factory machinery, tell everybody else to move out of the way as well. I'll give you effectively one armor for that. Okay, well, I'm going to go hide and then get everyone else to hide too, just so it doesn't go whack them instead. And then I'm going to... Essie will continue to help. <laughs> I will continue to spray it. So you'll take plus one forward then? Nine! So, same as before, you tear out a leg, another one of the legs on it, and the same basic thing happens. It crashes down and sloshes, but a lot of the sugar actually hits the machinery that you're hiding behind. So you would take two harm, you only take one. I am now dying. <laughs> Seeing that Marwena is looking kind of rough, Essie would push her out of the way gently to, like, step in front of her to take the hose. So that would be a protect someone. Not so much when she's taking the damage, but, like, after Morwena gets hit and she's like, oh, shit, you're old and getting really hurt. Let me... You're gonna hide her behind the machinery? Yeah, like, I will not be helping you anymore. I will take the lead in shooting the thing with the water gun. All right, Essie, you're there. You've got the hose. Yeah, I guess I'm going to try and shoot it with the hose. Would it be okay if Essie went, Emily, come hold the hose for me. And try and get <laughs> Emily to help her hold the hose like she was holding for Moena. I'll run over and try to help Essie. So go ahead and roll that first. Please be cool. Just be cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you get plus one to your roll, but she is also exposed to danger. But we're staying behind the shelf that Marwena found. So I'll, I'll still grant you that one armor, basically. So tough. Plus one forward. That's a nine. That's just a trade. So you pull up with the hose, and as you spray, you kind of cut up from the bottom right past that second leg that's been blown off, and you basically just cut it in half with the hose, and the whole thing deflates and collapses in on itself and crumples into like an oozing mess in the floor, throwing a last splash of liquid hot sugar everywhere and hitting each of you for one. But you don't see any further movement from it. I would like to look around and look at Marwana, and I assume I see her in pretty rough shape. Yeah. I'm not sure if she's consciously dying or not. No, I think I'm just pretty roughed the fuck up. She's probably out of it. Yeah, probably like very burnt. <laughs> so I think this might be the time for me to try magic in the field. So 
I'm going to, how I interact with magic, reaching out to spirits, and I'm going to reach out and try to find the kindest spirits I possibly can and just express to them my desire for them to help Morwena. So I'm going to use magic to try and heal one harm. And magic is weird. Seven. Works imperfectly, and I just choose my glitch. I'm going to say unwelcome attention. You can feel a whisper at the back of your head, and all you really catch is you owe us one, and then it's gone. So Marwena, you are conscious again. Whether or not you are actually happy about that fact, I guess is up to you. I am very burnt. Martin is just standing there looking at the dissolving pile of disgusting semi-sentient sugar that was there. As soon as SC sees Martina's back, she's going to turn around and be like, I thought you left. You came back again. You're really bad at being gone. You were fighting a guy with a chair. I couldn't just let you stand. Um, but then you were gone. And I thought you were gone. But now you're back because here you are. Yep. Oh, my head hurts. Martine, we still don't have gloves for you. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's I'm getting used to the cold. And uh, she just kind of looks around and goes, I'm a... Uh, I think I'm going to roll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to roll. And she kind of like turns and then slowly and then more quickly just kind of goes out through the office. As she's leaving, I would also like to try and psychically manipulate her just to encourage her not to talk about this ever. So that would just be a manipulate someone. Eleven. Yeah, she's just like, I mean, who the hell am I going to tell about this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. She is happy to be gone. She does not want to be part of it. You also have a badly beaten Henry, who is very unconscious at the moment, and possibly bleeding from a pretty good gouge to his leg. Can we, uh, I don't have any, like, first aid. Can we just fix him up? Put some sugar on it or something? I think that's an act under pressure. If you let me do it, if I use act under pressure, I can roll with sharp instead of cool, because I've read about this sort of thing. All right, I like that. I have books full of books. <laughs> well, it's just an eight. <laughs> He's in pretty rough shape right now, and you think that you can keep him pretty stable, but you know... He needs actual medical attention, and the only way that he's going to make it to that medical attention is if you're here when they get here. Okay. So, I'm not saying that he's gonna die if you just leave him there, but his chances are not good from what you've read. Well, I'm also pretty beat up, so I wouldn't mind some proper medical attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I could wait with him if we send, if, if everybody else goes back to the library. And then we can just wait for him for an ambulance to show up. And then I can be like, I just showed up and there was an exploding burning sugar cauldron. Yeah, you might not want to tell the cops that. I came to visit my friend because something was wrong. And when I got here, there was a burning, exploding sugar cauldron. So you're going to stay with him? Yeah, we'll call the ambulance. I'll stay with him. And I guess I'll get everybody else to go back. Because one person happening to be there when everything went down is fine, especially like an elderly person, as opposed to two teenagers, essentially, and some random dude and an old lady, like... Alright, so are you guys good with going back to the library? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't really want to leave her, but yeah, if she wants to stay... Feed the snake. So, you guys go back, 
And once you're through, the door closes. Like, it just kind of goes back to normal. Marwena, as you're there, keeping pressure on the wound, he has, his eyes kind of open a little bit, and he's, he's unfocused. And he's just kind of... Is, is it gone? I asked you if it was a demon. You didn't tell me the truth, but yes, it's gone. I couldn't tell anyone. I just wanted so much. Well, it's gone now, and um, medical people are coming, and then you can tell your family or whatever. I don't want to tell them. I just want to go back to bed. And his head rolls back and kind of passes out again. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a people person, Marwen. <laughs> As you're there with him, the pile of sugar keeps dissolving and running hose next to it just keeps circling around as it goes through a floor drain. And by the time the ambulance arrives, there's not really a whole lot left. You know, there's some splatters here and there from what was thrown around, but the paramedics don't seem terribly concerned with that. They're much more interested in you two. They get him loaded up, and both of you, I suppose, and back to the hospital to be treated. If you guys want to do a debrief, we can go to the next day when Marwena's back in the hospital. I do want to say, as soon as we get back into the library, I take a look at myself and everybody with us, and we're all probably not exactly dry. Nope. And I just look at everybody and I go, so help me God, if any of you touch a book, Marwena is killing us all. <laughs> you feel the bun. <laughs> yeah. The severe bun. I'm dry, but I am sticky. Not better. Not better. Nope. Yeah, definitely not better. Look, half the pages in these books stick together anyway. You feel the bun. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, you have defeated the toffee monster. Goodbye, toffee man. And and a middle-aged man. Thanks for listening. Tonight's adventure is brought to you by Skin Apron. Everybody wants to do their best tormenting sinful souls, but by the time you've sharpened your gigantic knife and assembled your polygonal headgear, how much time is left to make a suitably disturbing garment out of human skin? Well, now there's Skin Apron. Skin Apron is the new Hell Dimension delivery service that brings pre-flayed human flesh directly to your lair. Act now and get your first three hides free with the offer code ah! Skin Apron, a better way to curse. You know, the best part about that is that uh, before Skin Apron, I hardly ever took hides off the wall. And now, it's something me and the kids can do all as a family. <laughs> Everybody's involved. I do, I do think that Skin Apron really needs to cut down on their packaging, though. This individually wrapped hide shit, not acceptable. We might be demons, but we're not the devil. Come on. We also have a website, groupproject.com where we'll sometimes be posting, I don't know, stuff. And a huge thank you to Two Mellow for letting us use the song Accept Myself from his album Mindstreaming Volume 1. If you've enjoyed it, check out twomellowmakes.bandcamp.com. That's the number two, M-E-L-L-O, makes.bandcamp.com. Thanks for chipping in on the group project. <laughs>